Hey guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the WVS podcast. Uh, today we're a little more informal than usual. Uh, no awesome music intro or anything like that. Just uh, me doing a quick introduction. Um, last week we talked with Dusty Jenkins from Cinepro Studios up in Denver, Colorado. And um, we, ha- we had a great conversation, but one of the things that I didn't include in last week's episode of the podcast was a separate discussion that we had about gear. Um, And those of you who've listened to the podcast know that I'm not a big gear guy. I don't love um, really, like for me, I don't need to have the latest and greatest. Um, You know, I like to keep my expenses down and use the equipment that I have for as long as possible. Um, For example, I'm still shooting on the Canon 5D, excuse me, Canon 5D Mark III's, um, which I l- like, um, and I'm I'm looking to upgrade soon. Um, I kind of have my eye on the Canon 1DX Mark II. I think I'm just gonna skip uh, the Mark IV. Is not super interested in what those have to offer. Um, the 1DX Mark II seems like, at least for me, something that's gonna last me a lot longer. So. Um, that's kind of my plan right now. But other than that, not a whole lot um, of gear purchases that I'm really considering. I did just replace um, my tripod legs. Um, I got a, a Benro tripod leg set that um, uh, I needed <laughs> after basically like four four years. Um, one of my tripod legs just kind of quit on me. So uh, ordered a new set of those. Um, also looking to probably sell my Phantom 3 drone, um, pretty soon here, uh, looking to probably get a Mavic actually. Um, I know that, listen, I'm, (laughs) I love the Phantom 4s and the, uh, the Inspires, um, particularly the Inspire 2. Uh, those things are awesome. But for what I need, um, you know, uh, just a smaller, quieter drone uh, seems like it's going to be kind of a better solution for me, uh, at least in the short run. So on the gear front, that's kind of all that's been going on um, with me. But I do think it's important to have these discussions about gear that people are using because in my mind, if there's something out there that's going to help me shoot better or help me um, edit faster or whatever, improve my business in some way, I want to at least know about it. Doesn't mean I'm going to go out and buy it. Uh, again, you know, I like to keep expenses, my expenses in check. Um, but I like to be aware of what's going on out in the market um, with different types of equipment. So, with that being said, uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Dusty Jenkins about the gear uh, that he's using, and we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, if you're still here, this is the uh, bonus kind of portion of the interview with Dusty Jenkins of Cinepro Studios. That's right, right? I didn't screw that up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Leave it to I know, me. That's to, like... funny that you asked though, because I get like people calling me and they're like, 
um, yeah, is Dusty with Sign Pro Studios available? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, no, he doesn't work here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't get the name right, you gotta go somewhere else. Like Cinnabon, you can't. You gotta I mean, hit you up that films about love Cinnabon. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're, I wanted to ch- talk to you a little bit about gear. You got you're doing something a little bit different than a lot of guys. Like I know I'm a Canon guy, and I know a bunch of people who are like super stoked on the Sony, like a seven thousands or as seven twos or what i don't know what they are and like i know a guy who really likes the panasonic gh4s and stuff like that so uh but you're you're doing something totally different what what camera are you using um yeah i used to be a canon guy too you know that was my whole entire career um but uh you know I, I would pick up lenses, extra lenses and stuff through like um, rental companies like Lens Rentals. And one day I saw like a banner ad uh, for Samsung NX1. And I was like, well, what is this? And, you know, they were advertising 4K capability, 120 frames a second, and full 1080, you know. And I was just like, well, I love slow motion, but I've only been able to go up to 60, you know. So I was like, I'll rent it and see. And uh, I rented the Samsung NX1 and got it in the mail and turned it on and I'm, you know, I think it was like a jacket on the edge of my chair or something. I was like using it as my test subject and I was blown. I was like, this looks more than, this looks better than real life. What is this? Like, dude, I, I'm not even kidding. I feel like I had to probably go change my pants or something. It was like, I could just reach in the camera and pull that jacket out. It looks so crisp and real. Um, and so I just decided like, Hey, I'll just keep playing with this. And I ended up selling all my Canon gear and I went full full NX1 at the time, and now they don't they don't even make them anymore. They were only in the market for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half or something like that. And so, it feels like kind of a, a legacy or something already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's kind of cool, man. It's definitely cool to have something that's a little unique and a little different. And um, are you shooting in 4K at all, or are you still just 1080, or do you shoot in slow mo, like sometimes or all the time, or like how how are you doing that? I shoot a lot of B-roll in slow motion and I shoot almost everything else in 4k, even though we're, we're delivering in 1080. Um, I like being able to play with that crop factor, um, in post and kind of reposition the frame a little bit if I need to. Um, especially at a ceremony, you can turn a three camera shoot into a six camera shoot. If all your cameras are, are rolling 4k, you know, obviously optically it's not looking you know, you're kind of cheating a little bit there. So it's not the same as if you had a, a a 200 millimeter lens on, but, um, you know, the average person, they, when watching the film back, they don't know the difference really between the two. And so, um, I do like being able to cheat a little bit that way. Um, well, obviously as we see technology evolve a little, um, we're going to get more people asking specifically for 4k, but that, that hasn't happened yet. So, um, do you happen to know yeah, what, I don't... what the com- like what it re- what the codec it is that it records to? Is it like H.264 yeah. or something else? No, so yeah, the NX1 is H.265, which was also another nice feature. Not at the time I got it though. That was horrible because Premiere did not uh, yeah, cooperate. I don't think it, so didn't really, it didn't really support it at the time. Oh god so i was back to like the hvx days where i had to pro res everything and turn 64 gigs into 500 and uh, it was just for a minute i was like man this was a bad choice i need to get rid of this thing but finally premiere announced that they were supporting it and life became easy again <laughs> yeah well that's that's really cool yeah and for those canon people out there i'm i'm a canon guy 
I mean, honestly, if I could upgrade to any camera, it'd probably be the, uh, well, not any camera. Obviously, I'd upgrade to something insane <laughs> if I could. But I, I'm really looking at the 1DX Mark II. I really like that camera. I got to use it the other day, um, and it was it was really cool. It does it does 4K, but it records in like the motion JPEG codec, which is huge. So like like a three minute clip was split into like four different four gig files or something insane. So I, I probably wouldn't be using 4k on that camera for a wedding, but uh, <laughs> uh, if you're going out and shooting like um, a couple like little high, high quality projects or whatever, you can get by with that. And it does 1080p at 60 frames per second, which is not as cool as 120, but uh, it, I feel like that kind of gets me through any, yeah, pretty much any shoot, I mean, a so. lot of times I feel like 120 is just overkill. You're like, oh, God, it's never going to – I'm speeding it up in post anyways, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, but, 120 you know, is definitely yeah. – like, it's like – that's cool if, like, somebody's like, firing a gun or something, like, <laughs> something weird that doesn't usually happen at weddings, but – or actually, yeah. you know what it would be good for? And you probably – let me know if you've encountered this. I feel like at every wedding I go to, or at least, like, 70% of them, there's always somebody popping a bottle of champagne. Have you have you had any luck shooting that yet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, it's still you, that court really launches out of there. <laughs> I, mean, I still, even at 120 I still, frames, like every time it pops, my camera still like shakes because like I cannot keep still <laughs> when I hear that loud noise, even when I know it's coming. Like I just try to like stay super still because I'm usually on a monopod, and. I can never stay still. It pops and then the camera like jerks. Uh, Dude, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually the aftermath. The smoke, the, the, is it steam smoke? I don't even know what the heck comes yeah, out of there. It looks but, cool uh, though. It, it looks and cool. the bubbles, you know? Yeah. Um, but something I wanted to say to you real quick about this topic was that, you know, before we started this, we were kind of just brainstorming a little bit and it's easy for especially getting started out to get hung up on gear you know and something that I, don't, I can't remember who it was you may have seen it but they went to arizona and filmed an entire wedding uh with just the iphone have you seen that video i don't you know maybe i maybe but if i have Gosh, I, I don't remember it, was, it dude like it was better than most of like <laughs> i mean it was good and, <laughs> and reading the article on why they chose to do that was his point was it's easy to get hung up on gear and like the tool that you're using, but really it's about the storytelling. And if you can capture the story and, and capture the good lighting and the emotion, it doesn't really matter what tool you're using as long as it, it portrays that and connects your audience. And dude, they, they drove that point home really well. I felt like, cause I was like, man, I need to sell my gear again and just get some iPhones. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did they have awesome, like, I'm sure the video quality was probably pretty good. Did they have awesome, like, uh, audio or what, how was that? Yeah. Yeah. They, um, did audio. I don't know if they, um, probably I think used it some was separate recorders audio. or something. I think I think they used iPhones for the whole thing, if I remember right. But I think that the lavalier went straight to the iPhone. I think it was a specific. Oh, okay. So it could have been like a road. Good like road has that yeah. mic that you just plug into an iPhone or whatever. So it yeah, could something, something like that. Yeah. I could be wrong too. I feel like the whole thing was iPhone gear, but who knows? They could have had some yeah. other tricks. Yeah. I remember <laughs> when the first, I remember when iPhone video started looking really good and like people were doing like these crazy shoots with the iPhone just, just to do it. Not really like because it made sense, 
So yeah. I, I'd caution anybody out there who wants to go shoot a wedding. Uh, yeah, with an no, iPhone. this is an advice. Go shoot yeah, it with an iPhone. Don't, you like, gotta re- you, get master your craft first. <laughs> exactly. That's almost one of those things you just do as like a challenge. Not so much yeah. as like, Oh, I'm going to go out there and get paid for this. Like, I'm not saying it can't be done, but you know, I'm also not advocating for going out and shooting a wedding with an iPhone. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting too old. I might just be getting too old. So other than the camera, uh, what, what other kind of things are you like, what pieces of equipment do you feel like you can't live without? I always tell people I can't live without my Zagudo, uh, Z finder, the little viewfinder thing that I put on the back of the Canon. Um, yeah. What are, what are some things that you like that you, you just can't seem to, to live without? Yeah, I think, um, you know, a monopod and my glide cam, those are probably the two, two ascent. Well, and lighting I'm without, I have, uh, I use the low pro two fifties and usually I use two of those on like nine foot stands at the reception. Um, with, and I got them on dimmers with barn doors and whatever without, without the lighting, my glide cam and a monopod. If I could just show up with those things, I could probably put together a, a pretty decent product. You know, obviously having a tripod for another camera is is pretty key. <laughs> you want to be able to lock down a camera at some point, especially during the ceremony. So um, those few things. I mean, yeah, that's gosh. I'm just like I can't I can't live without audio. Obviously, you got to have some good lavaliers and some audio recorders. You know? Yeah, but I mean, there's some things that you just like. I know for me, it's like the Z Finder. Like I've been handed a camera and been told, "Hey, go shoot this," and I'm like well, I don't have a Z finder on here and I don't have the adhesive backing, so I can't like, that's what I'm thinking in my brain. Like, Oh, this is going to totally suck without this. Um, <laughs> so like just kind of stuff like that. I mean, it sounds like you really like the monopod. I spent a ton of time on my monopod and I was just telling you a little while ago that I just bought the Devin Graham glide cam on eBay today. Um, cause I've, gone through the Osmo. I've gone through the Ronin. I had a glide cam HD 4000, which I could sort of get balanced, but it was never like quite right. Um, and they came out with the Devin Graham glide cam a few years back and like, it looks like they've really simplified the balancing process. So I'm going to give that a try in terms of glide cam stuff. Do you have it? Do you have yours like perfectly balanced? Or, and if you do, like, do you have any tips to like achieving that? Cause I found that to be one of the most frustrating things. Yeah. I mean, it, um, I went through, a um, in my early years, a steady cam class to be certified in steady cam with like the actual vest and all that kind of stuff. And so I learned a lot of tips and tricks on how to operate the glide cam, um, you know, and balancing, but, um, yeah, I think it's just, you really got to understand counterweight, you know, if you push weight one way, how is it going to affect the weight going the other way? And it's just kind of push and pull. I wouldn't say that my glide cam is ever balanced perfectly. <laughs> um, there's a lot of times where my editor will be like, dude, you're, you're like on a boat like this whole day. <laughs> I'm like, dang it. I was not on my A game. <laughs> no, yeah. So no, uh, not that bad, so but there are like times killing where killing it like uh Devin super tramp. No, yeah, I'm interested to see how you're going to like his because, yeah, I, I would upgrade to that if it's a little easier even. Uh, I've read the reviews and people say it's way easier to balance this one than like the 4,000 and the 2,000. So I'm I'm really hoping that's the case because, uh, yeah, I have I feel like I've tried every stabilizer out there. And like the Ronin was like a cool idea, but you still have to like 
prep it and you have to use an app and you still have to balance. Like you, you're not going to get away from the balancing thing, at least not right now. And so until they come out with something where you can just stick a camera on there and it does some like technical stuff and like (laughs) records a bunch of data and then like centers it for you. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm done with the gimbals until they kind of figure that out. So even the Osmo, like great, but like you can see footsteps like crazy, like it's going up and down like crazy. And even with the glide cam, it didn't really do that that much. Um, so I finally just decided to go back to the glide cam until they come out with something, some really awesome gimbal that actually works really well. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for, uh, chatting about gear. Uh, again, we, we definitely don't want people to get obsessed with gear because it's not all about the gear. Um, and a lot of people spend, I think way too much money, like changing out their gear all the time. And, you know, I've ran into so many people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm selling all my Canon stuff and switching over to Sony or I'm selling all my (laughs) Sony stuff and switching over to Canon or whatever it is. And it's like and they do it year after year after year. And I'm like, Uh, you got to be just losing so much money. Um, So don't you know, this 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 segment is definitely not about getting people hyped on gear. We're just uh, just talking for informational purposes. So. Well, thanks, man. Love having you on the show. We'll have to do it again sometime. Awesome. Thank you.